what to do. When is it time to quit your job? When is it time to sell your business? When is it time to stop doing the job or the career path or the business that you're in? Is there ever a good time? Uh, and when it is the time, how do you do it with style and grace and sophistication and class rather than uh, it's really ugly? So you have to run away from your business or you run away from your job or your career path. And really interesting question because we're uh, often living in, uh, and it, for, when I look over my career path, uh, any time in the world, there's always something going on. There'll be Mother Nature droughts and floods and bushfires and earthquakes and hurricanes. That can be a reason why you might want to make a business change. There could be a global global financial challenge. Uh, they could, some people call it a crisis. Uh, there could be a worldwide medical pandemic, and we now know that they can happen. Uh, and they are sometimes the, the headspace time where we say, okay, uh, I'm sick of this job that I'm doing, or I don't want to do it anymore, or I can't do it anymore because it doesn't exist, or the business that I'm in, uh, there's no way that I can sustain it. There's, it I just can't keep it operating. Uh, how do I get out of this either maybe without going bankrupt or with going bankrupt? Uh, how do I do it so that I still have a great reputation? And if you really want to get out of your job just because you don't like it, there's a good reason, uh, but it's not satisfying you or it's not rewarding anymore, how do you get out of that uh, without uh, ruining your reputation? So some really interesting questions. And it seems we live in a time now where there are a lot of people making those decisions. Uh, if you ever think that the, the world's in a tough place, often that's a headspace that says, I don't want to live my life just existing anymore. I want to live. I want to really live. I don't want to uh, try and get through this challenge. I want to thrive through it. So it's the difference between surviving and thriving. And if I stay in my lousy, stinking, rotten job, or if I stay in a, in a career or business that I'm not passionate about, I'd be surviving, but I wouldn't feel like I'm thriving. So let's start at the very beginning and the ultimate question, do you love what you do? And that uh, question is the most important question because the people that love their career, that love their business, that are doing what they're passionate about, there is nothing on the planet that would stop them from doing it. So there's no bushfire, flood, drought, global financial challenge, worldwide medical pandemic, personal relationship challenge. There's nothing in the world that would stop them from doing it. They would never even consider getting out of it. So there's a really good thing to consider. If you are loving what you do, uh, you won't want to get out of it. <laughs> if it's your purpose for living, if, it, if who you are and what you do are the same thing, uh, then you'll never want to get out of it. If you have a look at the, the iconic business people in the world, for example, that have, that have lived... Uh, the longest lives, doing some of the toughest jobs. Uh, they've lived through every single ch challenge, crisis, war, big hassle that the world can throw at them. And they're still doing what they love because it's what they love. And I use an example of Warren Buffett, who, depending on when you watch this, uh, from when he was eight years of age to 80 and 90 plus years of age, is a man who wanted to be involved in uh, creating wealth from uh, other people's businesses. So if you look at the best in the world who invest in stocks and shares and, and uh, becoming part of other people's businesses by buying into the company, 
Uh, here's a man that's been doing this all of his life. Uh, literally from the from the uh, age of eight where he was too young to buy stocks and shares but as soon as he could start buying them he did and now one of the wealthiest men in the world depending on which day you look at who's wealthiest but certainly in the top five of the wealthiest men in the world uh, and he lived his entire life doing what he loved to do regard think about 90 years of the things that he's been through uh, and he still wanted to keep doing exactly what he was doing from when he was eight years of age. So I use that as an example of there are some people who doesn't matter what's going on in the world, they will keep doing their career path or their business because it's who they are. The opposite end of that is uh, the people who just they have a job to pay the lousy, stinking, rotten bills. And they wake up and I call, would now call it Monday. They suffer from Mondayitis and they hate Monday. It makes them feel sick because they're going to do something that they don't want to do, but they have to have something that pays their lousy, stinking, rotten bills. And I think it's a, if you look back over your life and you say to yourself, my entire life, I just did enough to get by to pay my bills. Uh, would that be a sad way to live? Would that be, uh, would you look back with regret? Particularly if you have a passion for something, if you have an idea, if you have a invention, a creation, a, a business idea, a product or a service that could add massive value to the world or you want to be involved in an organization that has that kind of product or service and is adding massive value to the world, the question would be why are you not working with those people or why do you not have your own business and that's why the group of people who have been doing what they do their entire life and they love it, uh, it, it for the, for, and those people, and I'm one of those people, I look back over my life and the only thing I've ever done, the only thing I've ever been, the only thing I've wanted to do, the only thing I'll ever do is I want to be an exercise professional. I am an exercise professional who inspires people to be healthy, fit and strong. I don't want to retire. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything different. Now, I've done it in different ways through my entire career path, but I love it. So if you think it's time for you to do that, here's a great question. Can you, and of course the answer is yes, because anybody that ever has ever wanted to have a career or business that they love, they've never failed at that because the definition of failure is when you give up. So if you decide, this is what I want to do, I want to have this career path because it's what I'm passionate about. I want to create this business because it's what I'm passionate about. Can you do it? And of course the answer is yes. But if you are not doing that at the moment, so you're an adult, you're earning money, you've got a job, a career or a business. How do you get the hell out of that? <laughs> uh, and I'm going to ask the question again. Would you love to be doing something every single day where you wake up and you just can't wait to get out of bed because it's your, your passion, it's the thing that you want to do? And if you're not doing that, uh, is there any desire inside you to want to do that? And I'm sure the answer is yes. So what do we have to do to make sure that that happens? And of course, that's why the Max International Colleges exist. When people say to me, Rowie, what is it that you do? My answer is the same. I help people have a career or business that they love and never a job that they don't. And obviously, we help with the process of getting out of a lousy, stinking, rotten job and into a career path that you're passionate about, working with people that... Uh, you are proud to be involved with people you respect and who respect you and you have a product or service that you're excited about and even I think even more exciting that than that is if you create your own so you choose your own hours be your own boss live the way you want to live earn the amount of money that you want to earn and literally be in full control of your life and that comes from having your own business 
So how do you get into the, either of those positions where you have a career that you love or a business that you love if you are currently doing something that you don't love? And I'm going to lay a very important philosophy just bare on my kitchen bench here. <laughs> uh, what kind of person are you? Because there's a lot of people that quit their job or sell their business and they leave it in a mess. They leave their job in a mess. They, leave their, they sell their business, but the person that buys their business ends up having to uh, work twice as hard or put in twice as much effort or spend twice as much money or more to get that thing operating the way that it actually could because the person that left it or sold it uh, left it in a mess. So the philosophy is leave a profit. Whatever career path or job or business you're in, could it be a really good idea that if you're going to leave it, you leave it better than you found it? And I'll go a step further than that because that's bitten me in the bum before where I've said, uh, is this better than you found it? And the person will say, yes, it was better, even though and I didn't see what it was like at the start, obviously, because they didn't leave it very, very nice. <laughs> but they must have left it better than it was. How about this? Everything you touch, every person you come in contact with, every organization that pays you money, every client, every customer, could it be a really good idea that you aim and are focused on adding value and leaving a profit? So leaving a profit simply means it's better than or best or the best it can be before you leave. So an interesting question to ask, though, is what's one of the silly things or the silliest things that people do when they quit their job or they sell their business? And I think there's, there's one before that, which is the silliest thing is that you don't quit your job and you don't sell your business. <laughs> if you're in a lousy, stinking, rotten job or if you're in a business that you're not proud of, it's not rewarding, it's not adding value to your life and you're waking up on Monday morning hating to go there, uh, could the silliest thing you do be to not leave or not sell your business? Surely if you're feeling that way about the way you earn money, it's literally time to leave. So how do you leave it? with style and grace and sophistication and class. And I think it's a really important question. So we'll start first with the career path. If you're going to quit your job, uh, should you uh, leave that position ready and uh, sparkly, twinkly, beautiful, <laughs> I'm trying to think of adjectives, uh, to describe how I would, if I was taking over somebody's role, how I'd like to find it. Uh, and there's a lot of people that they quit their job, they go to their boss and they say, I'm giving you a one week's notice or four weeks notice or the required amount of notice. And some people don't do that anymore. I think one of the ho the horrible things that the world has got into the habit of doing now is resigning via, via text message. I'm not coming in and they just stop going. Well, is it possible that that could affect your reputation? You might think, I don't need a reference from that job ever. But I think the world's too small now. Uh, if you live in a country town or a small country, that is going to be, that will certainly bite you on the bum somewhere. But we live in a world now where the, the internet, the world wide web, social media is just active everywhere. And if you leave an organisation by text message or if you leave an organisation by just calling in and saying, I'm not coming in today and that's it, I think that there is a, an, a risk that that would uh, give you a poor reputation for the future. Would that be fair? So if you're going to leave, and, you, and you, know, you now know that you need to leave, how about, how can I make this, my leaving, uh, good for my reputation, not bad? So obviously you need to tell the people that, you, that own the business, that run the business, that pay your wages, your customers and clients, 
that you're going. So that's the same as selling your business. You're going to sell your business to somebody else. Obviously, the people that are going to be taking over your business uh, would love it if you if you spoke personally to the customers and clients and the people that work there and let them know exactly what's going on. And that's one of those head spaces that people get a bit caught up in. So uh, I'm going to a new job and I've and I've got to give four weeks notice or I, uh, I have to do the right thing, but I want to keep earning money and what if they sack me straight away? or they let me leave straight away. Well, there's a lot of rules and regulations around human resources and, and, and how, how you've got to get paid before you leave an organisation depends on what country you live in. But how about this? If you have to give notice, I think one of the, the awful things that people do is they either don't give enough notice or they give enough notice but they quit on the day that they give notice. So it's not that they leave, they stay there for the next four weeks, but their headspace is not there anymore. So they're doing just enough to, you know, they're showing up, that's about it. So they're not really working anymore. They're getting paid, but they're not working because I'm leaving, so it doesn't matter. Well, my question would always be, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you want your reputation to be? And what kind of person does that? They quit their job and then they get paid for four weeks, but they don't work at 100% effort for four weeks. Could it be a really good idea? I'll give you an example. If you're going to sell your car, uh, what do you do? <laughs> uh, if you really want to get the best best dollar value for your car, you want somebody to invest a large amount of money in it, it's likely that you'll clean it, you'll, you'll shine it, you'll polish it, you'll vacuum it. It'll look the very best it possibly can. And it's interesting because some people, when they clean their car up like that, they don't want to sell it because it looks so good. <laughs> if you're going to sell your business, should you do the same thing? Should you make sure that it's it, your business is in peak business uh, condition? So it looks its best, it's in its best financial situation. You can get top dollar for it because your business is uh, valuable and might not be valuable to you anymore because you don't want to be there, but it's going to be really valuable to somebody else. Now, the interesting thing, if you do that, you might find you don't want to sell your business because you, you look at it with new eyes and it's and it looks pretty again and it's and it's functioning effectively again and it's earning money again and you go, well actually I really love this business now I know why I created it in the first place. But if not, would that be a really good idea to leave your career path, leave your business in peak business condition, in peak physical condition. So it's worth the most it can possibly be. And if you're going to leave your role, here's a great question I always ask. Uh, there's an ego thing that says you want to be the best person that ever worked there. And I would hope that's, that's the case, that this position that you're in, you would now have the reputation of when Rowie worked here, she was the, the ultimate employee. She did her, her, her career path at, the, at 100% effort. She's the best person we've ever employed here until she found the person to take her spot. And could that be a really good idea? Rather than, and I'll, I'll rephrase, there's a lot of people who leave their job and they, they hope that the person that takes their, their role over is somebody not as good as them because then people will say, oh, Rory was awesome and this person's not as good. But wouldn't it be great a great way to leave a profit? If you're going to leave, leave a business, leave an organisation, that you train somebody so incredibly well that they do your job better than you do. So that when you leave, your reputation is, we thought that Rowie was the best person we'd ever employed until she trained the next person. She's so good that she trained this person to be fantastic. 
and they are now the best person that we've ever employed. So could it be a really good idea if you're leaving your job, whatever it is, and it doesn't matter if you think it's a crappy job or the best job, but you just want to go and do something else. Could it be a really good idea to find and train the best person for that position so that when they take over, they do an even better job than you, just something to consider. So you're actually leaving a profit because you're leaving somebody to do it better than you. If you're going to sell your business, could that be a good idea too? Rather than, I just want to get as much as I can for my business and get the hell out of here, could it be a really good idea to find somebody to buy your business who's going to run it even better than you because you're obviously not passionate about it anymore? So do you need to find somebody who's going to be really passionate about your product or service so that they can do it better than you? And your customers and clients will say, we thought this was a great business when Rowie was here, but now that she's gone and the new owner's taken over, it's even better. It's called leaving a profit. So put your business, your career, your career description into peak physical condition, into the best condition it can be in, so that's operating at its absolute best. Then train somebody to operate it at its absolute best so that you can leave with your head held high knowing that you've left a profit. The other thing that's really interesting when people leave a, an organisation, uh, they might have some challenges with the boss, with the team players there, with the product, with the way the business is run, and they take that bitter and twisted anger, frustration, annoyance with the business, uh, they take it with them. So could it be a really good idea that if you're going to quit your job, that you do it with style and grace, so you give plenty of notice, you leave your, your career position with somebody who's going to do a better job than you have. And if you've got any challenges with the people that work there or with the boss, very kindly and politely before you leave, and very respectfully, of course, share with them all the challenges that you had. And I'm asking that because that's for your own mental health. If you walk away from an organization and you're still bitter and twisted about the way they treated you or what they did or the way they ran their business, uh, even if you can't change what they did, uh, will you feel better if with kindness and respect you share that information with them? And I'll use the example of that. You might get a few weeks or months or even years down the track and you're still going, God, I wish I'd said that before I left. Well, that means it's been in your headspace and taking and being living rent-free in your head for a very long time, taking up space and causing you challenges that you don't need. So drop it off. If you've got a challenge with the organization that you're in, drop it off. Let them know, in a, as I shared, in a kind, respectful way, these are, the, these are the reasons I'm leaving. These were the things that upset me. These were the things that frustrated me. These were the things that I thought were unfair. I'm just going to give you my feed forward, feedback, uh, because uh, I I wanted to be the best for this organisation. I've left a, I left a profit before I leave. I've trained somebody else, but I don't want somebody else to have the same challenges that I did. So I'm sharing with you the challenges that I had. Would that be fair? Would that be respectful? The reverse of that. This one's even tougher. Would it be a really good idea when you sell your business and or you quit your job? that you ask for feet forward. You ask for the opinion, the uh, respectful opinion of the person who was your boss or the person who owned the organization or of your customers and clients. Please share with me what I could have done better. Please share with me how I could have improved on a day-to-day -day basis. Please share with me if I was the best person to have ever worked in this organization, what would I need to have done? 
And yes, it's nice if you tell me that I've done great things here, but what could I have improved on so that when I go to my next position or when I open up my next business, I do it better than here based on the feedback that you give me, the feed forward. Now, there's a couple of things that are going to happen there. Is it possible that if you were the person who never asked for feedback or you were given it one time and you whinged about it or moaned about it or complained about it or justified it or you're angry about it, that you never got feedback again? And I'll ask that question in a different way. Uh, have you ever given somebody feedback and they've become defensive or angry or annoyed and, you, and you've actually said, I'm never going to give that person feedback again. It was too confrontational and too uncomfortable. There's a great question, isn't it? How uncomfortable is it to give people feedback? And then if they get all cranky and, and defensive when you give them feedback, uh, how much worse is that situation? And you'll probably never want to do that again. So if you've been given feedback in your current position and you didn't handle it well, or you've never asked for it, or if you have ever been defensive about it, when you go to the, the boss or the manager or the owner before you leave and ask for feedback, they may not give it to you. You'd have to ask pretty openly, look, I need you to be brutally honest with me. I know that in the past I haven't been good at handling feedback, but I really need you to, to give me your honest, brutal feed, feedback. I find that difficult to say because I always say feed forward. Please give me your feed forward so that when I go forward in my new position or my new business, that I don't make the same mistakes that I've made here. And I know that I've made mistakes because nobody's perfect. So please hand them to me brutally, be straight down the line, honest with me, so that I can walk away from here knowing that I've, I've learnt from my mistakes rather than hid from my mistakes. Uh, if you've got a, uh, there's two things, if you've got a great boss, a great owner of the business, a great manager, they'll give you feed forward. And listen for it carefully, because it might come in this format, uh, yeah, you were great. That means they are uncomfortable giving you feed forward. <laughs> Uh, if, if somebody says, yeah, you're awesome, you're great, and there's nothing specific, uh, it's they just want you to get out the door. They can't wait for you to leave. And is it possible that uh, there are some people, when they go to quit their job, uh, the boss, the manager, the owner's thinking, oh, thank God they're leaving. I don't have to fire them. That's when you really want to get some feed forward, yeah? So that you, whatever mistakes you were making there, and you might think it was the boss's fault or the, or the business's fault or the, the organization's fault or the manager's fault or the owner's fault, but uh, if you worked there, would it be really good to clear that air and learn from any mistakes that you make? Because remember, you're going to give them feed forward so that you don't take all that bitterness with you. You're going to drop it off. Would it be nice if they could drop theirs off too so that every time they think of you, they don't think of you as the windy, whiny, complaining, defensive person who couldn't handle feed forward? Even if you were that person, the final conversation you had with them was, I'm really sorry about being a whiny, windy person who couldn't handle feed forward, and now I would really appreciate you being brutally honest with me so that I can learn from my time here. And could that be a way of uh, being respectful, but also give you a great reputation? So it might even go like this, yeah, Roa, you still work here, and she was a pain in our ass while she was here, but she really made up for it when she left, because when she left... She resigned in style, she gave us a stack of notice, she worked at 100% effort until she left, and she trained somebody else better than her to take over her position, and then on her last day, where normally she handled feed forward terribly, on her last experience with us, we gave her a stack of straight down the line brutal feed forward, and she handled it really well, and she was thankful for it. So 
we're really happy to recommend her to you because she's, yeah, she's the real deal. And that's the interesting thing about quitting a job because if you're going to another job, if you're going to another organisation, is it possible that even if you don't ask them for a reference, somebody might, <laughs> somebody else that you want to, it might be a customer or a client, could be a new employer, a new boss, a new owner, will work out somehow where you used to work and they're going to talk to that person. Or they, might, they might be in the pub. They might say, oh, oh, yeah, we've just employed Rowie. And the guy sitting next to you in the pub says, yeah, I used to employ Rowie too. And she was a pain in my ass. How is she for you? Wouldn't it be great to leave every organization better than you found it, but not better, best. Learn from the experience, be appreciative of the experience, whether it was good or bad. And if it was bad, clear that air up before you leave. Now, selling your business and or having to close it down, and that's where this is going to become a little bit uncomfortable, because sometimes that leaving your job is because you got fired. And closing your business is because your customers or clients fired you. You didn't have enough enough cash flow or you didn't have any or enough customers and clients or something to do with the economy made it impossible for you to run your business. But perhaps the same headspace. How can I finish up this business, whether I sell it or I have to close it down or I go bankrupt? How can I close this up in the most beautiful way so that I can feel good about me? When I have to look in my mirror at the end of my day, I have to feel good about the business that I sold or the business that I had to put into bankruptcy or the business that is no longer rewarding for me so I just closed it down or I had to close it down. So there's probably some times in history where if you've ever not loved your business, uh, there's some times in history where it's a better time to close it. Because if there's been a bushfire or a flood or a drought or an economic challenge in the country or the community, if there's been a medical pandemic, uh, there's going to be uh, less questions or less uh, embarrassing or awkward situations for you. Because if you have a look at, for example, the if you uh, look at 2020, 2021, 2022, there's thousands if not millions of businesses around the world that had to close down or the government mandates forced them to close down or the, the just the lack of tourism or the lack of people eating out at your restaurant or there's a whole heap of reasons why people had to close down because they were literally insolvent so they had to close their doors or they had to go bankrupt uh, and there seems to be people who uh, yes, judgmental of that, but perhaps people are less judgmental in that time frame. So if you are currently living in a time frame where you haven't loved your business for a while, but it's come to a point now where you might have to close it, it that could be a really good time. If you think, well, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed and I don't want to go bankrupt, so I'm just going to keep operating and hope that times get better. And then when times are better, that's what I'm going to close my business down or I'm going to sell my business. Now, that's, that might be the case, but I'll always go back to my first question, which was, are you doing what you're absolutely passionate about? Do you love it? Because if you do, that question will never come up. If you love your business so much, you will, and I'll use people that have gone bankrupt during a global financial crisis or a worldwide medical pandemic, even if they've had to close their doors, they've already come up with plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan Z. What's going to happen? What can I do? How can I change what I'm doing to work differently? There's a whole heap of people whose business, this was their specific tourism business and they've changed it into something else. They've had to, but because they love their business, they've found a different way to do it. 
Uh, I use health clubs and gyms as an example. There are so many health clubs and gyms that have gone broke that just didn't have enough members or they just literally couldn't open. So they've had to close the business because they're insolvent. But the the business people that own health clubs and gyms and personal training studios and exercise facilities that love what they do, not only did they not close their business or go bankrupt or shut the business down, they've actually become more profitable in tough times because they love it so much they had to work out a different way to do it. And of course, those people went online and they created a really wow experience for their customers and members so that they didn't miss out on their exercise. And they did that because they love their business. Very difficult to do that if you don't like your business very much. Too hard. So if it's all become too hard, the only question is this, what do you want your reputation to be when you resign from your job or if you get fired? And uh, there's a great question to ask. If you get fired, how do you handle that with grace and style and sophistication and class or do you get really angry? (laughs) Uh, And you could choose to get angry, but there's a great question. For every minute that you're angry, could that be one minute that you're not investing into your new career path? Could it be awesome if somebody sacks you to say thank you so much because now I've got the opportunity to go on and do something that I'm really passionate about and I obviously wasn't passionate about this because if you really loved me and I was really good at what I did, you probably wouldn't have fired me. And that's an interesting thing. If somebody has to terminate your employment, there'll be two reasons why they do that. One is you're not good at your job and they don't want you there anymore and the other one is that they can't afford to pay you anymore even though they want to. But can I put this in your headspace? Every business owner that I know, and I've been doing this a very long time, if you're really good at what you do, they don't want to lose you. Every single one of them will tell me exactly the same thing. We want to keep our great team players. We don't want to lose them. So if you're really good at what you do and that business is going to go broke, an entrepreneurial business person is already thinking about the next business that they're going to open and how they can bring you with them. I promise you that's how life works. It's so hard to find great team players. Any business will tell you exactly the same thing. The toughest thing in any business is to find great people. Did you know that? So if you're a great person, if you're a 100% effort person, if you're prepared to learn, if you're prepared to ask for feed forward and apply it, if you add value to the business, even if that business goes broke, that business owner will be looking for a way to take you with them because you are very hard to find. (laughs) If somebody sacks you because you're not very good at what you do, would it be great to clear that air and say, well, obviously I'm not very good at what I do. And instead of getting angry and fighting with the boss or or saying horrible things about the business, that seems to be a common one now. How about this? Thank you so much for kicking my backside. I know that if I was really good at what I do, you'd want to keep me. So please tell me what I need to do differently so that I have to go and get another job. But one, I'd like to get a career path that I love rather than just a job. And if I'm going to get a career path that I love, I really need to be doing something that adds value to the business. So please, can you tell me how I can do that? And there's that magic question. So you can ask your customers and clients this or you can ask your boss. What do I need to do to be the very best person that has ever worked in this organization? Or what do I need to do to be the very best person to provide you with this product or service? What do you need from me? What do I need to do? It's the perfect question when you go to a career interview. What do I need to do to be the best person that you've ever employed? If you are interviewing today and you're looking for the ultimate person to be on your team, what do I need to do to be that? And if I don't have everything that you need, please know that I'm prepared to go and do it. (laughs) I want to work here. I want to be part of this organization. I want to be part of this business. 
please please tell me openly and straight down the line what I need to do so I can go and do it so I can be part of this organization. So if it's time to sell your business, if it's time to quit your job, uh, how are you going to do it? Are you going to do it with bitterness and anger and frustration and, and a poor reputation? Or are you going to do it with style and grace and sophistication and class and earn yourself a great reputation by the way you sell your business or the way you quit your job? Could that be a good question?